When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. The combo cast is starting right now. Are you ready? I'll give you a second if you're not. Okay, you ready now? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the podcast, the video cast, the all kind of cast. I'm done with my cast of one, Tom. Oh, actually, no, wait. If I include all of you, it is a cast of thousands. Thanks for being part of the cast. Can I cast off at this point? Yeah, please. Tom's casting off. Thank you. He's a castaway. There you go. He's an outcast. (laughs) That's probably closer. Uh, Oh, did I introduce us? Don McDonald here in Florida. Tom Cock there in the state of Washington. Yes. Um, I... Reached a major milestone last night in my uh, in my my relaxed life, my personal life. In that I, I think I've run out of I, of scams. So my scam drama rama is like coming to a close unless somebody makes a new one. I finished up last night. Dope sick. Have you watched Dope Sick? I have not. I don't even know that one. Well, there's Gaslit. Dude, there's another scam. Do, oh, well, can't, yeah, Gaslit. But it's not like a money scam. That's just no. a stupid well, scam. I mean, yeah, really, that's, I'm watching beyond, Gaslit. Gaslit's funny. But yeah. I, I finished Keystone Dope Cops. Sick. It is. It's a Keystone Cops thing. Dope Sick's on Hulu. Do you have Hulu? I, it's the one one I don't have. I have God, everything else. Get I, Hulu because Dope Sick has Michael <laughs> Keaton in it. Ah, who I I do uh, admire, yes. is tremendous, and it is, of course, the story that we all know. The story of greed gone incredibly wild. Uh, The story of Purdue Pharma, which (laughs) has not yet ended. That story is going to go on for a while. Um, But what it's about, it's about greed. And it's about people's willingness to do almost anything to make money and to make it quickly. And we've seen that in scam drama after scam drama over and over again. We see it in real life all the time. We see it on Wall Street all the time. We see people inventing things all the time designed not to make you rich. No, they're designed to make them rich. Yeah. And speaking of that, I love the quote from, uh, you know, I've just started the book, uh, The Bogle Effect. He's reading during the show. No, because I got to remember that I get the quote right. <laughs> no, no. He's sitting there. We go, oh, well, Don's talking. I'm just going to read my book. <laughs> so uh, I love this quote. It uh, The yeah. quote says, Wall Street takes more than it gives. Yeah. Jack Bogle. That's a pretty good quote. Told good. Us that's that not, that's not Jack Bogle, but that's his quote. That's He said similar things, Eric's though, quote. over and over again. Yeah. I mean, you know, Wall Street takes more than it gives. Yeah. And they create so much bad stuff we've talked about it over and over again but one of the and actually i think maybe it is the most 
dangerous creation. And it wasn't by Wall Street. It was by Tech Street, yep. by Silicon Street, <laughs> uh, is this thing we've talked about before. But as long as people keep doing what they're doing with it, we're going to talk about it now and again because it can't be ignored. And that is cryptocurrency. Now, we don't like it. And we've been called old curmudgeons. We at don't best, get it. At best. We don't get it. At best. Yeah, yeah. We, you people don't get this stuff. Yeah, yeah, I think we do. Sometimes I think experience trumps exuberance. No reference to the former president. <laughs> none. None. And, and who, who, Tom, who in the world could possibly have more experience with money than we do? Give while me a name. While we're running out of exuberance, we still have. Oh, my have goodness. My mic just fell over. Stop so it, excited Mike. that you knocked your mic down. Not much. There aren't very many combos. No, but can you think of anybody really famous in the investing industry who's a lot older than we are? No. Well, yeah, I can't actually. There's a couple of guys there in the middle part, Flyover USA. They just had their mm -hmm. annual conference, and I mm -hmm. think they talked a little bit about really? Bitcoin. Yeah. I want, a, I want to read you a quote. From Warren Buffett, one of the old guys we're talking about. These guys are old. They got experience. And I'm pretty sure we're not going to be hearing from them much longer, although we both said that about 10 years ago, and they're still kicking. Yeah, that's it's true. Amazing what billions of dollars can do for your health. <laughs> Ice cream every day, he says. Ice so, cream every okay. day. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's the thing. There's so much anecdotal stuff about living longer. You know, people who exercise all the time just croak, and people like me who don't do a darn thing live until they're 133. There you go. Um who knows? Anyway, but no, back to Warren Buffett's quote. This is brilliant. Listen to this. Listening. If you said that for 1% interest in all the farmland in the United States, pay our group $25 billion, I'll write you a check this afternoon. For $25 billion now, I would own 1% of the farmland. If you offer me 1% of all the apartments in the country and you want another $25 billion, I'll write you a check. It's very simple. Now, if you told me you own all the Bitcoin in the world, all the Bitcoin in the world, and you offered it to me for $25, not $25 billion, $25, I wouldn't take it because what would I do with it? I'd have to sell it back to you one way or another. It isn't going to do anything. The apartments are going to produce rent, and the farms are going to produce food. Warren Buffett. I think that says it the all. Gospel, the, the gospel according ladies to Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, you know, so and remember, this again raised its ugly head because Fidelity has decided to give 23,000 employers the option of adding Bitcoin to their 401ks which I think is outrageous and because the Department of Labor has also said that they're unhappy with the, they have grave concerns with what Fidelity has done. And as recently as March, they highlighted serious concerns about adding cryptocurrency. I mean, in other words, the authorities are saying, slow down. What's the hurry? Let's put the brakes on this. Fidelity's decided to jump in. I honestly, in my heart of hearts, I think it's pandering and basically oh, nothing I, I more. I was going to use that exact word. Because they said the reason they're doing it is because their clients want it. Yeah. Well, you know, my clients want chocolate cake every night. 
Well, no, that's you. Well, that's me. You're projecting. That's me. <laughs> You're projecting. <laughs> I, project. I want you. chocolate cake every night. <laughs> you do. I can't have it every night because, well, uh, you, the aforementioned 133 years won't happen. Uh, so, but let's talk about this a little bit because we have spent a lot of time on on Bitcoin and how it really is. And I like what Warren said. It's an investment in really nothing other than pure, and this is the word you used this morning that got me thinking about this, speculation. It's purely mm-hmm. whatever the next guy says it's worth. There is nothing else behind it. And so the question is, as an investor, and I hope you are an investor, should you ever speculate? There's a big difference between speculating and investing. Huge. Huge, difference. but we confuse the two all the time. It happens all regularly. And we're going to say, no, don't be a speculator. Because been, people that speculate do things like what? Well, they buy individual stocks, right? And yeah, sometimes that works out, but sometimes it really doesn't work out very well. Uh, individual companies can go bankrupt individual companies can have years years of underperformance and remember if you have outperformance you're taking a huge amount of risk right by having your money exposed to a large part of your money exposed to an individual firm so that can be dangerous here's the other one that i see today don that's fascinating i've talked to so many people in the last couple of weeks who are moving out of bonds into cash they're selling something because it's gone down seven, eight, 9% and moving into cash because, well, you know, I don't want to invest in that now because it's going down. First of all, we've discussed ad nauseum. It's not going anywhere. It's already went wherever it's going. Mm -hmm. And that that's a market timing move. And again, that's speculative because you don't know what the future is. Um, The other one you mentioned bonds, you know, the the thing that people don't get about bonds and stocks and all of this stuff is that, what you see in the price of bonds today reflects the entire market's expectation of tomorrow. So everybody's sitting around wringing their hands about the next half point Fed rate hike. Don't realize that it's already too late to do anything about that. That's built into the price. Indeed it is. Which brings me to the other one around speculation, because you and I have seen this, <laughs> well, not as many times as Warren Buffett, but a lot of times. And that is falling for the easy, quick profit, the scheme, the fill in the blank, whether it was tech stocks 20 years ago, whether a few years after that, it was real estate that was going to make you rich. And today it's what? Yeah, it's Bitcoin. It's cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the easy money. It's the alternative because the regular stuff is not making you money at this moment. The 60-40 isn't working in 2022. So what? So, uh, yeah, yeah do, you, I think you this, you should hit the spot on this morning, finally. Uh, the thing is, finally. the, the, speculate, time, the speculate word is the exact right word. It is truly a speculation, and you should not be a speculator, especially, especially in your retirement account. This is oh, the thing that you're going to be most reliant on. This is the thing I that's going to finance your retirement. Absolutely infuriated about Fidelity's plan to allow people to put a valueless asset, a valueless asset into their 401ks. And why do I say valueless? Again, I want to quote from Warren Buffett at his recent meeting. Why are they valueless? Assets. Quote, this is a quote from Warren, assets to have value 
have to deliver something to somebody. Think about that for a minute. What does Bitcoin deliver to anybody? He goes, there's only one currency that ex- that's accepted right now in the country. There's one, one currency. You can come up with all kinds of things. He said, we could put up Berkshire coins, but in the end, it's money. And there's no reason in the world why the United States government would allow Berkshire money to replace their money. And therefore, yep. what value? I'm to pay my taxes in Berkshire dollars. Berkshire, Berkshire bills. Berkshire in bills. Warren, in, in Warren, we trust. Berkshire bucks. That's it. Berkshire, oh, Berkshire I bucks. I think we've branded them. I think, uh, you know, and Warren, if you really want to uh, bring in a lot of money really quickly to invest in real businesses, you can take advantage of these idiots. Make Berkshire Bucks as a cryptocurrency. Make it today. Hype it over the next week. Next week, sell the thing out at a billion bucks and buy some more uh, good companies. There you go. Warren, you never expected that kind of help from me, did you? (laughs) He doesn't need our help, number one. Number two is he'll find great investments because he's done that for a long time, even though, by the way, speaking of Warren, he still says, and he said it again last weekend, you know, invest in a nice index fund, you'll be okay. And that's really the advice that most of the smart people give you. (laughs) Exactly. The, 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 The honest people in the financial services industry tell you that over and over again, even those who think there might be gimmicks. I mean, I remember Peter Lynch once said, just buy a good index fund. Um, uh, uh, Schiller, Robert Schiller, who doesn't believe in the efficient market theory, nonetheless says, even though markets can be inefficient and maybe there's some inefficiency that can be exploited most people won't ever do that and they should just buy a good index fund we say that over and over again and i want to leave you tom with one last thought oh please do this one comes from warren senior partner (laughs) that's hard to say he's older with with a straight Uh, face but okay charlie munger yeah another quote in my life I try to avoid things that are stupid and evil and make me look bad <laughs> in comparison Good to advice. somebody else. And Bitcoin does all three. In the first place, it's stupid because it's likely to go to zero. It's evil because it undermines the Federal Reserve System. And I think he's saying that because that's, you know, that's the the, 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 the system upon which we 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 believe in the economic future of the United States. And finally, and third, he says, it makes us look foolish compared to the communist leader in China. He was smart enough to ban Bitcoin. Hmm. <laughs> Absolutely oh, spot on advice. So. It's just, uh, the folks, an it, it is just another speculation. It is another, I, I was listening over the weekend to This American Life on NPR, and um, they had a guest on who was a guy making a fortune in NFTs, non-fungible tokens. And he said, I'm doing it now because I am 100% confident that 99% of the NFTs out there are going to be worth nothing in very short order. Wow. Nothing. All those little nifty nifties. It's going to be a lot of money lost. It's going to be very sad for some people, but um, 
I'm going to, you know, we got to say, we warned you. You can't say you you weren't warned about the stupidity of this when it all falls apart. And I am beyond confident that will because that it will because right now you've got all the all these people getting into it because everybody else has already done it. Yeah. It's a follow the leader kind of thing. You've heard of these things before. The same and deal. It makes me crazy. We take your questions all the time. All the time. We love to take your questions. On talking real money, and I'm looking for one of them right now. Oh, which I'm having a problem doing because, of course, Outlook is being weird. <laughs> There's a surprise, right, Tom? Yeah, that's a shocker. Never happens. Never other happens than all the time. Never happens. Okay, I got it to work. So we take your questions. We take them both at eight five five nine three five talk. We take those on the phone. We answer those generally on Fridays, but we also take them via Talking Real Money dot com where you send them in you can either record them we'll do those on friday or you type them and we try to get through them on other programs like today's and tom today's question yes please comes to us from uh, washington the great state of washington not far from beautiful you. place yeah i have an lpl account plus a jackson national annuity the Talking Real Money guys said that a true fiduciary will stand out. I want to know if my advisor is a true fiduciary and not self-dealing with the commissions. Uh, are you asking me that question seriously? I, with I a am straight asking face? you that. Okay. With a straight he face. You, he's with LPL and a yeah. Jackson National annuity. I mean, come on. Really? Really? Hey, that, that's a very, he that's said a, it. That's a silly I, Tom, thing to I, say. Tom, no, 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 it's not silly. I. No? This is the problem. These guys at companies like LPL and Ameriprise and all the rest, they tell their clients they're acting in their best interest because when you speak words like the Purdue Pharma reps, when you speak them and you don't write them down, they can't come back to haunt you. That is so they can tell point, people they're the fiduciaries and people believe them. Why shouldn't they? Their advisor is a nice person. And has been for 20 years looking you in the eye, telling you you're a fiduciary. Um, I so the, guarantee the short answer you. Is no. Short yeah, answer is I guarantee no. you, you paid a big fat commission. Guarantee yeah. you. you and paid maybe a big still fat paying more commissions if you're still at LPL or whatever brokerage. Uh, so no. And number two, oh, and he goes, he goes on to ask you another to question. Pay that out. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Finish no, I was thought. just going to say it, it, the, the very fact that this person sold you into an annuity, you know, it, you know, it's, it, it's not a, not fiduciary advice. Absolutely. 100%. No way. And then he also goes on to ask, I, I, I want to know where I would send my financial information for assessment, Tom, where should he go to get his financial situation assessed? Well, okay. So, you know, we do this for a living. You know, we're not, we're not the, the podcast, the show, all those things are not designed for self-promotion, but we do that, but we're not the only ones. We have a list of other people up on our website that we trust and we think you should trust as well. Um, so, but if you want to contact us, it's easy to do but, so. And, well, and the thing is, is we do offer everybody the opportunity to talk with one of our advisors without a yeah. fee, without any kind of obligation, and without any high pressure, pain in the neck sales pitch. You're not going to get timeshare sales. You're not going to get sold because the reality is 
a lot of people become our clients because we're telling the truth. So why would we lie? Exactly. So, no, I mean, again, you are not getting fiduciary advice where you are. I can clearly say that. So go to vestry.com and set up an appointment with one of our advisors. Or you know what I'll do? I'm just going to send your note to Tom. You know, will that be all I right, will Tom? Send, I will send you an email. If you want our help, we'll be glad to get it for you. I so. am sending this note to Tom. There you go. And I got one more for you real quick before we go. Yeah, go. Yeah. This is really a quick one. This one comes mm-hmm. from St. Charles, Missouri. He said, based on a spreadsheet I put together, I will have received the same amount of money around age 81, no matter when I start taking Social Security. So in order to come out ahead, I need not only live to 70, but also live to 81. Can you please explain why the consensus is to wait as long as possible? The average life expectancy is not that high. So if you die sooner, you're leaving money on the table. That's absolutely true, by the way. You have to live about 10 years. Well, you have to live to about 80 if you wait to take the money, at, wait to take Social Security at 70. So if you are if you don't expect to live that, I shouldn't be laughing. If, if your family doesn't <laughs> no, have a history die. of longevity. We're all going to die. It's okay to laugh. Yeah. Okay. If, if your family has no longevity, if you have health problems or whatever, and you don't expect to live the 10 years, then I'd say, go ahead and file, take your money. That's okay. Um, you're right. And frankly, yes, while we tell people to wait till 70, when we put all this in the computer, the cash flow software, the differences are still small in terms of whether or not the plan is successful between taking it, say, at 67 or 70. But remember, those small differences can make a large, the, the amount of cash flow you get at 75, if it's just a little bit more, can make a big difference in your life at 75. This is something that people do not think through. But in your case, I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, you got to live the 10 years. There's no argument there to make it work. Problem is, we don't know. Average is average. It's not, it means Correct. nothing. If you've lived until you're 65, your odds of living past 81 are very high, actually. How high? Because you're averaging it in. I don't remember what the exact number is, but it's, pretty, it's higher. It's like 50 or 60% or something. Yeah, it's, it becomes yeah. a much higher number because yeah. you have to figure in into that into that average life expectancy of 78 or whatever it is in the U.S. today. A lot of those deaths happened in you know teen years, 20s, 30s, 40s, sure. which lowers that number dramatically for those mm-hmm. who live a long time. So if you've reached your 60s, you've got a very, very good chance of living well into your 80s or your 90s. Okay. I feel so You're much better. You're playing the odds. You're playing the odds. Exa- but the, 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 the question is, is spot on. Yes, you have to live. And by the way, you, you make the biggest correct point, and that is the only correct strategy we'll know is after you're gone. Then we can say, that was a good strategy. No, he died at nope. 72. That was a bad strategy. I'm sorry. You're- we don't. We can't do anything in that. So. Your heirs will be able to say that. I don't think you're going to be doing a lot of talking. 855-935-TALK. That is a very important phone number. You can call us on that 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can also call us on that number live on Saturdays from 3 to 5 Eastern, (sighs) noon to 2 Pacific time and talk. Exciting. Do it live. That's really fun. We do it every week. You didn't know that? I know, but it's, it's always fun. Oh, okay. So you were just acting. No, I wasn't acting. I, I'm totally serious. I think it's fun. I I love the personal interaction with people. I'd rather do it that way than the written in questions. That's just my take. So I agree. I agree with you. So do that. Go to vestry.com. Check us out there. Uh, go to retiremeet.com. Be a part of Retire Meet 2022 coming up in May. 
anything yeah, else you'd like, like next to have? Saturday, dude. It's like here. Oh gosh, that's a week. Yeah, it's not just in May because we're on. already in May. For I'm sorry to turn your calendar for you, but we're already in May, and it's a week from Saturday. <laughs> Bless you. I'm sorry. That was he's allergic to me telling him that he's wrong. So anyway, uh, without saying. Join yeah, us. Yeah, it means I have to get yeah. on a plane for the first time in <laughs> in like three years, two and a half years. Yeah, exactly. They still work, by the way. Yeah, you say, Mister Boeing area. That's I don't know. Good, After good, watching good that point. documentary, yes. Ugh, that was speaking that of good. people. Yeah. yeah wow. That was. Sad. What is wrong with us as people? We are so greedy. But if we weren't so greedy, we wouldn't need to be here hanging out. I'm Don. That's Dom talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?